Welcome to the Taxel Podcast, where Taxel investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimmitt. I'm a Taxel veteran and expert. I'm the leading Taxel trainer. I'm the author of the Taxel Playbook, founder of the Taxel Academy, and I am your host right here on the Taxel Podcast. Before we get started today, I want to first thank you for joining me on today's podcast episode. I also wanted to ask you to take a few seconds out of your very busy day to leave us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, or click that thumbs up button if you're watching me on the video version on YouTube. And as always, at the conclusion of this podcast, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax-faulted real estate, head on over to taxallacademy.com. Again, that's taxallacademy.com. There's a link down below in the show notes. Today, I'm going to be discussing a topic that will be of interest to many new investors who don't have much money, or perhaps any money to start out with. Today's episode is all about starting with just a little bit of money. I'm going to show you a few strategies to help you get started if you don't have much money to begin with. Or maybe you have a little bit of capital, but you're trying to leverage it and trying to invest as much as possible. That's fantastic. And this episode will certainly help in both scenarios. Now, before we get started too much into it, I want to make something extremely clear. I want you to understand that the idea of starting a business with no money and no effort yet being successful is a complete pipe dream. To make it work, you're going to have to have one or the other, if not both. And odds are, if you have no money, you're going to put forth lots and lots and lots of effort. Or if you don't want to put that much effort forth, you better have lots and lots of money to make anything work. What I'm trying to get at here, guys, is I've been in real estate for a very long time. I'm closing in on two decades worth of experience now. And I can tell you that to buy and sell properties profitably, they require effort and they require resources. Whether those resources are actual capital, like cash money, or other resources that we'll be discussing shortly. New investors need one of two things to succeed. They need resources, such as capital or credit, in order to invest. Or, if they don't have that, they need to be very, very resourceful. Or at the very least, they need to learn how to be resourceful. Let's look at a few different ways to invest with a little bit of capital to start off with. You can use any of these to invest with very little money if you approach it correctly. Understand that this is just an overview of five different options. This is not an all-encompassing step-by-step process to implement every single one. Again, it's just a brief overview. All right, so number one is your retirement account. And I've got a few videos on this, and we go into great detail, of course, inside the Tax Cell Academy. But by using a self-directed IRA LLC with something called checkbook control, you can use the funds out of your IRA to invest in tax-defaulted real estate. Now, here's a quick version of how it works. You put funds into your IRA, possibly funds that are going to be matched by your employer. There are tax benefits to this immediately for most people. From there, you invest in tax-defaulted real estate. Now, the capital for the acquisition of those tax-defaulted properties all the improvements you make to them and everything else, of course, will come out of your IRA account directly and not from your normal personal or business checking or savings account. Everything comes from that IRA. The profit that you make from your investment then will go back into that same IRA. One benefit is, of course, that you can use the funds in your IRA to invest. You can use that as funds to help grow your IRA account rather quickly if you do it properly. The primary benefit to many people, of course, is that the profits 
from your investments with those IRA funds are going to be tax deferred. Here's what I mean. You don't actually pay any income taxes on those profits until those funds are permanently removed from that IRA account. And this is beneficial because it allows you to grow your IRA to a much, much larger account than it normally would be without outside investments, perhaps. And then as you remove those funds in your retirement years, most people will pay a much lower tax rate at that time. Again, there are lots of details to this, so please be sure that you review our other videos and, of course, speak with your financial advisor, accountant, and or CPA. Number two, find a partner. This is so very important, guys. This is such a huge, huge tool. I did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago, and I really hope that some of you guys took that information and you ran with it. This is an incredible way to get started with very little or even no money out of pocket. Exchange your knowledge, your effort, and your time for equity in a property or a profit share of some sort. There are a number of different ways to approach this, but in short, you'll be putting up the knowledge, time, and effort in exchange for some sort of a monetary return. This will usually be a minority share of the profits on a transaction. It could be as low as 5 or 10%, and it would eventually become larger and larger as you gain experience and as your partner gains trust in you and the process. The idea here is that you'll eventually make enough money doing this where you can work in your own wholly owned transactions, your own deals, more and more frequently. Number three, credit cards. It's another option that many investors use. Combined with a little bit of cash, credit cards are actually how I personally got started. In some areas, what you can do is you can pay with your credit card just like you're buying groceries or something off of, say, Amazon, right? You get a property, you swipe your card or you provide a credit card number, you complete checkout, and you walk away owning a piece of real estate. Pretty cool, right? In other areas, you can't directly utilize your credit card to pay, but what you can do is kind of work around by accessing the credit on that card by doing a cash advance. These are usually provided at slightly higher interest rates and are advances that are offered by some card issuers that will provide you either an ATM PIN number or perhaps even a check to help you access that line of credit. The caveat here, of course, is to pay off those credit cards as quickly as possible as you exit your investments. The intention is to use these cards to jumpstart your business, not to fund that business indefinitely. Do not get caught up in the credit card trap. Use them initially, pay them off, and move on when you have enough money in the bank, enough capital to start off with to buy properties without those cards. Number four, tapping equity is always going to be a good option. Typically, this will mean the equity in any real estate that you own. Depending on your specific strategies, leverage can be a huge game changer for many investors. Let's say you paid off your home or you have another property and you build up quite a bit of equity in it. What you could do is either a cash out refinance and possibly even get a lower interest rate or put a home equity line of credit or a HELOC against that property. Just free up your cash to allow you to invest in tax defaulted real estate and it will also be at lower rates than using a partner, perhaps, or credit cards. One of the good things about a HELOC specifically is that you can access the line of credit on an as-needed basis. Once you pay off what you borrowed, you'll stop paying interest on those funds, but they'll still remain accessible to you on an as-needed basis pursuant to the terms in that HELOC. Obviously, you won't want to do a refi or attach a HELOC to a residence and start making any sort of crazy investments or anything risky, right? So be sure 
You know what you're doing before you tie up collateral. Number five, another option is a personal loan. And this is a very wide ranging topic. A personal or a signature loan is a loan typically based off of your income and credit alone. There is no collateral that's attached to this loan, like a HELOC or when you refinance. A great way to do this is to start small, perhaps a $2,500 loan or a $5,000 loan, and then build up from there. Check with your local bank or your local credit union. If they can help you, search online for another local lender that you can apply to. Another option are crowdfunding type websites such as LendingClub.com. And there are a number of other different sites that offer funding options based on income and credit. Do some research and figure out what will work best for you. And one bonus today, a great way to pay for your tax faulted real estate is cash. I know that it actually goes against the purpose of this episode, right? But I want you to hear me out. Of course, you can invest using cash, but this can come from a variety of different sources. Obviously, your bank account, fantastic, right? You could also save up a few bucks over time. You could get a part-time job. You could just live a little bit more frugally. All these things work great. You must remember that you can start small. It'll likely take much less money to get started than you think. Now, the less money you have, the longer it might take for you to see lots and lots of success, and the longer it might take before you actually find properties that you find investable based on your objectives. You're also gonna need to be more careful and more patient, but you can definitely make it work. Many investors, including a lot in the Tax Law Academy, have started off with very, very small amounts of money. Now, with that said, you might also have to look at different areas outside of what is local to you before you find something that works best for your specific goals and your budget. And that's okay. The key thing is, you don't have to have tens of thousands of dollars to start off with. Start small if you have to, and take your time. And guys, I remind people that two things tie closely together when it comes to funding your purchases. The first is that if you learn to think outside of the box, if you learn to be creative, then you can find capital. The five ideas that we just discussed, they're just that, they are ideas. There are dozens of ways to source the capital required. If you give me the excuse that you've searched for years and years and you just can't find any capital to invest and you can't come up with any money to invest, then my suggestion is to put investing on hold. Go get a job and then figure it out while you make money in the meantime through a normal job. If you push yourself to be creative, however, you can absolutely find a way to start with very little or perhaps even no money. Remember what I said at the very beginning of this episode. When you start off as a tax investor, you must have resources or you must be resourceful. If you don't have those resources, you have to be resourceful. You have to be creative. You have to think outside the box on how to fund your investments. And the second thing is that you should not be investing unless you know exactly what you're doing. It's that simple. Tax on investing takes knowledge, lots of it in fact. This isn't the type of business where you just hear about it one day. You watch a video or two, then you start flipping properties and making lots and lots of money the next day. If you try this approach, you are nearly guaranteed to lose money. If you remember all that work that you did to source those funds, to find those partners to work, maybe extra hours to build your IRA, whatever it is, do you really want to lose that money? Of course not. I sure hope not, but I've seen it many times. The reason people lose money in this business is because they didn't know what they were doing. It's that simple. And of course, the ones who do know what they're doing, they make money. So I really urge you to take the time to learn what you're doing. I've got a few episodes on learning how to invest. In fact, I've got 500 plus videos over on YouTube. One of my biggest suggestions is to get the proper training. If you like our help, 
I produce more tax sale training than anyone in the world, and we would love to help you. Visit my YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Get involved. Interact with us. Ask us questions on our YouTube channel and every other place that you find us. My business is set up to help you succeed as a tax sale investor. Guys, if you haven't done so yet, be sure to pick up a copy of my free book, Tax Sale Playbook. You can get that at taxsellacademy.com. The book itself is free. We just ask that you help us discover the shipping costs to get it from our warehouse to your front door. And of course, when you're ready for the detailed step-by-step training that we offer, head on over to taxallacademy.com, click on join, and become a member of the Academy. Again, that's taxallacademy.com. Click on join, become a member. We can join many other members who have used our trainings for success in this business. Guys, that's going to wrap up today's episode. I really hope you found this episode helpful, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. As always, guys, if you did find this episode helpful, it'll mean so much to us if you take a few seconds out of your day to leave us a five-star rating and some positive feedback. Take care, guys, and make it a successful day. See ya.